First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Welcome back to the Two Beers Pod, the pod of the everyman, not the pod of the suits, not the pod of the professional journalists. We are the ones you could trust because we are you and you are us. I'm Jordan, here with my co-host Drew. Drew, what is up, man? What did you steal that from? What are you talking? I, I just wrote this down right before the show. What we are you about? and you are us. What did you, wait, that's from a show we reviewed in one of our pods. I'm, I'm sure of it. I, if it I'm is, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Then it was total subconscious. Um, all right, everyone. Uh, in addition to the, your two usual hosts, we have a special guest this week. Um, this this person uh, is my sister Mia. She was instrumental for us to to start this pod. Um, and I'm going to give her a brief intro here, which is unexpected for her. But um, she is a graduate of CMU in economics. Uh, she got her start. Uh, as an usher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then was hired to their Pittsburgh Pirates analytical department. She went on to work for the New York Red Bull, where uh, she implemented an analytics department, and famously, uh, the year after they won the title, she famously projected out the the team's revenue to within 250 k She was then poached by the Miami Heat for a couple years to work in analytics. South Beach... Um, then she came back to New York to work in MLB's uh, home office, and she now currently works for the NBA. Um, on top of that, in high school, she was a lefty point guard who scored 1,200 points. She's a world traveler. She's multilingual. Um, like I said, she, she helped get us off the ground, recommended this site to us. She's one of my favorite people in the world, one of the nicest people in the world, has more friends than anybody could ever imagine and generally just the coolest person and also our harshest critic so without further ado my little sister mia mia come on in well hello um i went from the nicest person you know to the harshest critic so don't know how those two things work together but hey what are you gonna do exactly um so we uh, i also want to say this here this episode so We've, we did five or six mic checks, and we cannot get it without... If my sister and I are speaking at the same time, there's an echo. So, she, Which she and I are going to be just like trying to pop in, in and off of mute with each other. So we're going to try and make this work, because we can't just keep doing mic checks that don't work. So, <laughs> um, All that being said, let's everybody assume positions. For the two brew salute. Three, two, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Okay. Um, Mia, you you want to come in first and 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 hit us up with with the lowlights of uh, the drinking of this pod? Absolutely. I am drinking a polar seltzer, 100% natural, calorie 
free black cherry flavor. Um, resembles a Dr. Pepper in my opinion. I cannot drink beer as it does not agree with my stomach, but I love beer and you know, in my mind, I'm drinking a Hefeweizen because that's my favorite. But yeah, that's what I got. Sweet. Um, Drew, how about yourself, sir? Uh, I've got a, a Drew original. I'm calling this quarter mile at a time cerveza. Basically, <laughs> okay. poured a Corona in a glass and put two shots of tequila in it. Oh, yeah, baby. Love it. So, it's been a long, it's been a, a been a long work week gone. Is that the Swindell song? Am I singing that right? Uh, yeah, oh, sure. Let's, let's roll with Swindell? it. Swindell? No idea. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah, that's not I, right. I've been wanting to try this. This is a Guinness Extra Stout. I, I've seen this on commercial, and I'm pouring it in a glass. It's in a super tall, super tall uh, can. 5.6 ABV. Extra Stout. Where, what's the tagline here? Um... I can't even... Oh, bold and bittersweet. Yeah, let's try this. Huge head on this thing. Yeah. Um, if I had a nickel. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. I mean, to me, it just tastes like regular Guinness. I don't know what's so extra about it. I was going to say, how has a Guinness become an extra stout? But, you know, what do I know? Again. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Um, but I wanted to try it. But I, honestly, I've been wanting to drink a Guinness just because they're just people think they're they're like this big heavy beer, but they're just nice and thin and smooth. Um, so, um, and this is good. This is good. So nice. I'm, this is a good one. Um, speaking of my world travels, uh, the Guinness factory in Ireland. I mean, you would expect them to have the best Guinness, and I can confirm that is in fact true. Excellent. Delicious there. Boom. Love it. All right, Drew. Well, um, what have we got on tap for this week? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. What's on tap? Oh, shit. Dude's already shit-faced. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no, no. We're, uh, we're going to get some insights into the life of, of Mia White. Roll Tide. Um, going to recap recap the boxing week that was. Man, it was... It did not disappoint last week. There were some fireworks. There were some upsets. Uh we had some Twitter, some Twitter rage going on today that I think maybe we'll touch on, and then we'll preview probably the fight that I've been looking forward to for a while mm-hmm. uh, on ES free on ESPN this weekend. Uh, I get you'll do that thing with the one on wheels NASCAR little little update on what happened last weekend. Uh, the NBA All Stars just got announced literally as I was uh, watching my TV, so we'll probably just talk about who got picked, maybe a quick who got snubbed uh, from the starters, and then. Uh, we're going to crack open another beer or some shots, and then uh, we're going to talk little Kevin James. I can't, embarrassingly, we talked about Kevin James for so long last week, but then didn't actually uh, let everyone know he's got a new show on Netflix called The Crew, which is about NASCAR. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, the five our five worst sports movies. Least favorite sports movies. That least is... favorite sports movies of all yeah. time. Yeah, no, same thing. It's, it is guaranteed to stir up the crowd that's going to be so much fun oh for um, sure so Did i get uh, it i got all that right right yeah yeah the... yeah um i also want i want to lead us off with whiffs from last week so I, this might there be a thing none. now there were none <laughs> there really wasn't but um a couple things one i said sasha banks was going to do the start your engines but she didn't. She was the green flag. She was the starter who waved the green flag. The grand marshal who did the start your engine was Pitbull. 
and quite honestly, it sucked. Um, I erroneously said that um, Groundhog Day was Julia, Julia, Julia Dreyfus, and it's actually Andy McDowell. And Drew just butchered the hell out of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name, so um, that was that was probably just the bruise kicking in. So um, I, that's all we have for last week. Well, well, well. Actually, I would like to add just one thing quickly on the rom-coms. I mean, I know you guys aren't uh, the authority on rom-coms, but you missed like some major, major ones, like How Such to Lose as? a Guy in Ten Days. Matthew McConaughey, Kate Hudson. I don't really think that movie's that good, though. Oh, well, I do. <laughs> uh, the proposal, what else? What else you got? The proposal. Ah, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds. that was borderline. And, good call. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Sandy B. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Sandra Bullock. Betty White. Um, Love actually also has Liam Neeson in it, so I wanted to make note of that. And I don't see why you don't think Forgetting Sarah Marshall is not a rom-com, but... I just... No, so that was more of, like... There's, like, four or five movies that were on, like, the Rolling Stones top yeah, 50 yeah, list. Yeah, I know. I looked at the list, too. Yeah, I just... And like, I just think of those as comedies. Like, I wouldn't even... Like, go into the theater. I'm just not, like... Like, 40-Year-Old Virgin. I Like, when would you yeah, think yeah, that's a that, rom-com? That's fair. Yeah. Some of them, so that's, I do yeah. agree, were... I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like that genre is so loose now that the fact that some of those were considered rom coms, I was like, so basically, if there's a couple jokes and you know some uh, some little bit of a relationship uh, intertwined, it's a rom com. There are a couple '90s ones too, like you know, Sleepless in Seattle, While You Were Sleeping. Those ones. Oh, why you so good? God, good. That was that almost made my list. While You Were Sleeping, that's another Sandy B classic. Good for you. So that's all I got. Fair enough. Yeah, I was I was telling my sister, I was like, yeah, we're like, who's watching these? And she was like, I watch these. I love rom coms. Everybody like, watches everything. You're the uh, our, our 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 loyal listeners, uh, Teddy and uh, Kevin Lacey, were just basically saying, how have you not seen any of these movies, Jo? Like, what do you do, dude? I, I watch. Older what have you been movies. doing with your life for thirty years? I I used to watch old movies, and then I had kids, so I don't know. I have, that's my excuse. And I'm that's, a, that's that's not a rounding endorsement for anybody thinking about doing any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, true. Okay. So, um, Mia. So our, our. Yes. I guess this is going to be difficult for me to ask you questions when we're passing it off back and forth, but um, we'll we'll do the best we can here. So. Um, basically, with Mia on and, and her long history here, for you know what seven or eight or ten years working in, in sports um we, we just kind of want to do a myth versus fact of, of what it's like to work in sports and work for sports teams so number one myth or fact um is that you know you, you work for a sports team and sports teams basically print money and, and it's where all the money is so that that's uh, right out of the gate you pretty much have to be like you know just just making buku bucks right um, I'm going to say that is a myth. I would say it's close to sports in general. For people who work in the offices, it's known to be a lesser pay than um, maybe the rest of the market for the same type of job because it's such an attractive position that they know that if you're going to deny it or decline the, the position, somebody else is probably going to take it. With that Seems- being said... That does not mean all positions in sports pay very little money, and it's also 
not an unlivable wage. So, I, you know, you can certainly live and the more you work your way up, just like any company, you know, the more money there is to be had. But um, in general, it's not the most lucrative field. So, so basically, it's it's kind of just the same as any corporate America, you know, it may maybe a little bit less start and you just work your way up corporate yeah. America. Yeah, starting, I would say it's a little less just because, you know, especially people who are just coming out of college, your enthusiasm for working in that industry is obviously very high. It's really exciting. So they kind of know that for entry level positions, uh, they're able to have a little bit lower salary, but you know, at the same time, you're working for a professional sports team. So <laughs> that's, that's the attraction and that's why people do it. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Um, you know, it's the, the, the supply and demand, right? So, um, <clears throat> okay. Along those lines, people are attracted to it because they think that you get access to players, coaches, media, whatever. Is, is that true? This one's a difficult one to answer. In general, no. You're not walking into the office and sitting down next to whoever. Um, for example, I worked at the Heat as my last job working for a team. It's not like I walked in and Dwayne Wade was greeting me at the door. With that being said, um, there are generally some opportunities for you to have interactions with the players, whether that's through volunteer opportunities, um, at the heat, when Dwayne Wade retired, he really wanted to thank the employees for all they had done for him through his time there. And so we actually had the chance to meet him and take pictures with him. Um, so there are opportunities like that, but on a day-to-day -day basis, you're not really interacting with them. And also there are times where on game days, you know, you're passing them in the tunnel as you're walking to go do something for your job. Um, and you can certainly say hi, you can, you know, T you know just be a normal person basically hey how's it going how's your day but they don't really want you interacting with them beyond that uh like super just, fanning yeah. it up i'm sorry super fanning it up right you you're, you wouldn't be uh stopping somebody in the tunnel to say hey can i get a quick selfie or autograph that's a uh, highly frowned upon yeah hey um Wanda, along those lines, though, when you were with the Heat, two two things. One, when you were with the Heat, wasn't Justice Winslow someone who was always around the office? And then two, um, I forget the pitcher for the – I think he was a Seton Hall guy, the pitcher for the Pirates. Didn't you and him, like, practice Italian on each other? Um, That was uh, Jason Grilly that oh, we okay. spoke the, Italian. Gotcha. Um, as for the thing at the Heat um, – one of my good friends who I sat next to and was in my department at the Heat uh, was actually the manager at Duke for the basketball team. So he and Justice are best friends, which is why Justice was in the office a lot. It was not just mm. for fun. Okay. He was coming to see Derek. Uh, they were actually roommates as well. So uh, that's why Justice was there. It wasn't just for fun. But there are players who are retired who come back to have positions in the in you know the organization usually on like the basketball side or the baseball side whatever sport it is um so for example at the heat shane battier worked there and so he was in the office i mean but that was also his job like he he was a 
you know, under the GM working, and he was a, I forget his exact title, but something like an analyst, but he was around day to day, and you did get to see him and interact with him, but it was, again, more like a colleague, not as a player interaction. Whose phone is beeping? <laughs> I was just, like, sending a text, like, yo, who's, uh, who's got the cookies in the, uh, in the oven? <laughs> That's very weird, because... It's on my computer. But oh, right. it's all good. Hey, how sick that. is South Beach, by the way? Since uh, I was supposed to be going with somebody who may or may not be a co-host to go check out a game, but you know they were too lame to ever make plans. Yeah, well, that is true. I, that, they don't call me the Murtaugh of the pod for nothing. That's true. Um, okay, so you kind of touched on this too. I was gonna say, like, can you? Well, maybe like, can you get autographs? Like, are there channels where you could be like, hey, like. I I want so and so's autograph. Like, is there so like just, a... so? To be clear, we're just going to skip over my question about how cool South Beach is. Is that what we're doing? Oh oh oh, my bad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the I was asking you. You want to know how cool South Beach is? Yeah, how it's... sick is South Beach? I've never been. So I how mean, sick is South Beach? It's like the Times Square of Miami. <laughs> oh sweet, that's <laughs> it's so cool. Super touristy. Everything's extremely overpriced. But with that being said, it's beautiful, and there are other parts of Miami that are not as you know, touristy and are much nicer. And I would definitely recommend anyone to visit. Uh, fact or myth, tons of nude beaches in South Beach. Uh, this myth? is a fan poll question. Myth, however, people in Miami in general just don't wear a lot of clothes. So gotcha. it's not okay. really very right. different from the norm. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So the autograph thing, go ahead. Oh, so so um uh yeah is there like is there channels to like get autographs or is that just still like like what the hell you do and that's not what we're here for there are but it's not like you approaching a player and getting an autograph for example they have programs at different teams first of all if it's something for charity that is a separate thing and there are definitely ways to do that um but in terms of for personal um, sometimes different organizations will have a program where once a year you can get one or two things autographed and it can be something of yours. So like if you have a jersey that you want autographed, you can give it to them and request, you know, a certain player. Or you can say, hey, I want a, a picture or a ball or something like that autographed. Um, I will say they, they limit it how many per player so they try to ask you not to get the star player if at all possible because actually I don't know if you guys know this but per players contracts um, they have so many autographs built into their contract per season and when you go beyond that obviously there's a cost so some teams don't let anybody in terms of employees get autographs at all because they want to use that for charity for all kinds of other things. Um, But I've been fortunate to be at some organizations that do let you do that. But again, it's like one per employee. So they just allot that in the player's contract uh, autograph amounts. Nice. That's pretty cool though. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, that that is neat. Um, How about tickets? Like, so what's the difference between like, if you're working for a team versus you're working in a league office? Like, can you, can you just get like, if you're working at the obviously at the team, you probably get tickets. But how about like in the league office? Can you just get like tickets to like anything? 
No. Um, <laughs> when you work for a team, there's set policies, of course. Um, usually it depends on, it all stems around demand for the games. So high demand games, you may or may not get any available tickets and then trickles down from there. And on the low, lower demand games, um, you're usually available to get more. Um, at the league, it's interesting at Major League Baseball, you can go to up to three games in any city, in a single city, per season. Now, for example, New York has two baseball teams. I would only have been able to go to one Yankee game and two Mets games, and that would be my allotment for New York for the season. Um, beyond that, there are opportunities to apply for extra tickets. Um, there's obviously always business use tickets. Th those are different. Business use tickets are pretty much always readily available, but you have to state who you're bringing, why you're bringing them, um, all of that kind of stuff. But for personal hmm. use, it's uh, there's different policies. Hmm. Um, didn't, when you worked for the Heat, didn't you get like two tickets a game? Yeah. Again, it's different for every team, but at the Heat, you pretty much got season tickets and you had the same seats every time um again there were like a couple games you got blacked out on um but if you the, the longer you're there the more tenure you have the fewer games you get blacked out so for example people who've been there 20 plus years which actually at the heat is a lot of people there are a lot of people who've been yeah. there forever um it's a very tight-knit organization and you know they they have access to more games and obviously executives do as well um and then like in in other roles like i know like the pirates like um even when you were like in the back office obviously you, you worked a lot of game day crews but um when you did analytics and stuff didn't you guys work during the game like was, weren't you weren't you like in the office when games were going on and stuff yeah yeah, uh, my role there, I worked games and I was in charge of a staff who like, basically manned certain booths during the game. And so I had to make sure if there were ever any issues, I was the one running in and out and troubleshooting and bringing them extra supplies. Um, and then after the game, I would have to basically upload everything and run some analysis, send that information out. Um, so yeah, there were times where I'd be at my desk and like a walk-off is happening. It's kind of funny. You're like hearing it and watching it on a TV, but you're sitting there doing work. So while it's obviously fun, there are times where you do miss out on some of that fun because you're doing work. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, it's like, this is what I'm doing for work. So it's really not that bad. That's cool. Um, all right, then the, the last question I had before I let Drew just have at it is um, gear. So, uh, like... Oh, my favorite topic. Yeah, so I know, like, I'm, I, I feel like Red Bull, like, just had, like, gear spilling everywhere. And then I feel like the other teams were kind of, like, they gave you, like, team, like, discounts to the team store or, like... So, like, across the gamut, like, free versus team discounts versus like how about game use stuff like like what's what's i guess your experience across the industry all, all of that like what how does that work 
so there's always going to be some sort of discount available to employees at the team store um, and also around the holidays they usually up that um, just because they know everyone's shopping for gifts so a lot of places at the holidays they'll give you up to 50% off instead of the usual 20 or 30 whatever it is um, nice yeah as for free gear most places will give you at least one thing to start you off and then through, throughout time in the years and different events there's always leftover stuff that kind of like there's always a free table it's always what it's called it's like in the break room it's the one table where all the extra stuff gets put <laughs> and sometimes stuff just appears and there's no notice sometimes they send out emails but to be honest a lot of that stuff is like Crap. you know the 2016 uh charity auction whatever X. and yeah 2x and you're like i mean all <laughs> right like that's fine um but occasionally there are some really cool things so it just depends um the nba i've gotten some pretty cool things from them so that's been nice um game use stuff that that's not a thing that those those are those are money makers or mm. historical things and there's no access to that kind of stuff for employees gotcha um uh I think that's all the the work working in sports related myth versus fact stuff I had, Drew. How about you? Uh, I didn't have any myths or facts, but I got some questions. You can answer them. You don't have to if you're not allowed. But uh, do you uh, did you ever meet uh, Spolstra? Um, he spoke at a couple of our all staff meetings, and okay. you know, afterwards, people just hang around and chat and say hello so i've met him very informally but not oh, gotcha yeah yeah i love that guy yeah I think he's, he's one great. of the most i, I think he's too. one of the most underrated coaches in the last 20 years easily and he's got a cool story since he like it's funny that you said that it's not surprising that like a lot of people have worked for the heat for as long as they have just because like you know, he started in the video room as like the av guy and uh you know worked his way up to be head coach yeah so it's I funny always... that that that's the head coach's story because honestly that's not an uncommon story at the heat in general yeah yeah so that's pretty cool uh who's the biggest star that you ever ran into or like you were just like holy crap like that that's cool uh, for in general that's that's pretty tough um i've gotten the chance um, to talk to a lot of people over the years that i would never have imagined um Dwayne wade being one of them um a lot of baseball players honestly because since i worked during games i was always and i was always running around the stadium i was always in and around the tunnels and always passing somebody and eventually you have conversations with people you see all the time i mean i know which of those guys are really nice and awesome people and like to this day i'll still tell people how great they are like charlie morton one of the nicest people um i don't know if you remember he had surgery on his arm and he was in a full arm cast and i was like walking with a very heavy box and he couldn't even straighten his arm bend it he couldn't move and he was like running ahead of me to open every door. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't think you should be doing this. And he was like, no, 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 I wanna make sure you're good. I was like, 
and he actually offered to carry the box as well and I was like uh, I think that's where I have to draw the line but thank you for <laughs> opening all these doors so just little things like that you get insights into who they are and what kind of people they are so like those are cool interactions oh we also volunteered Ooh, how about Pat Riley did you ever bump into him I did not he is very very closed doors kind of guy um I did volunteer with Fox. Glenn Rice, and he is a very, very awesome person. He's just, like, very happy-go-lucky. Just awesome dude. Cool. And, he, uh, and not even just from work, I guess, even just being around the ballparks and the stadiums. Any, uh, any, fun, any fun stories that... Uh... None, none that include our brother just, you know, just getting, getting hammered. <laughs> well, that's like, I'm sure oh there's gosh. tons of those. Yeah, you don't even have to use names, but we're any, not any interesting stories go that would there, be fun. But it's funny you said that. It, it involves interacting with a player, and the player in this story makes it even funnier. So when I worked at the Pirates, part of my job was, you know, during the games. But the setup happened. I would go out there around 3 or 4 p.m. and set everything up, which was always during batting practice, which is my favorite thing. And, you know, I would sit there for... 20, 30 minutes and watch batting practice every single day. And there's always the same players who go, they go in the same order They and they all stand in the outfield in the same places. So, you know, people start to see you, you start to head nod, wave. Um, so Jose Tabata was one of those guys who I saw every day. One day, I don't know why this happened, but he had a huge bag of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> and he was just like in the outfield with them and he, you know, he came over to the wall. He's just saying hello. I was like, I, if you don't want those, I'll take them. And he was like, all right. So <laughs> I, I just gave, he his just gave them to me. And so then I just had like this huge, like one or two pound bag of Reese's pieces. I'm like, and everyone's like, where did that come from? I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain this, but yeah, it, it was just very funny. No selfies, no autographs. Just to kind of get that bag of Reese's pieces. Oh, yep, that's exactly. like it's like the the, the Mott sticks at Arby's all over again, Drew. Right, it, it runs in the family. It sure does, man. My God, a bunch of poachers. <laughs> all right, well, uh, that was fun. Um, okay, Mia, stick around. We we intended to keep you keep you live through the whole thing, but with this whole echo nonsense, we're we're gonna have you just. Stay muted as we as we get through our next topics here. Um, it, you know, obviously, anytime you want to chime in and, and stir up the crowd, you you, you do that. Um, so, uh, Drew, Jordan, uh, one one of my sister's Oof. criticisms. Let's put a bow on that previous topic. Put a bow on it and uh, loops. That's a criticism. Hey, put, I, put a bow on I, it. Am I doing criticisms? I'm just um, kidding. You, I, yeah, I'll you can. All, wait, wait, hold on. Feedback. Is that is that is that a criticism? Put a bow on it. Yes, he overuses that phrase, but he does. Yeah, yes, he does. He took a very, a very th- a thing that I had that was just supposed to be like a one-off here and there, and he just, oh my god, he saturated it. Damn okay. you, Jordan. Uh, we don't it, need to like deep dive into it. I was just saying it's overused, <laughs> but um, we'll discuss all the feedback offline. We'll discuss our you know annual annual reviews at the end of the fiscal year and you know see if we want to renew the contract for the two beers pod uh, well I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for doing it live if you want I, i'm all about it i i it. see i told you you overuse that i told you 
you, okay, you both right, are out of your it's, element. It's okay, let's move on. You're out of your no, element. No, no, like, it's okay. Mia, you got you got two or three? You let, let's just do them now. Okay, let's do the criticisms. You got them, two or three? You know, I actually erased them from my notes because I didn't feel that they, <laughs> they were needed. But, just off the top of my head, overusing phrases, not being 100% prepared. What? But that's the point that of the, was, see that is the point of the pod. That was definitely early on where there were just times it was like if you're gonna bring up this topic at least have a little more information on it. I've, but I've, then, I I but, I feel like I'm less prepared now than I was back in the, the beginning. But to be fair on the flip side, sometimes when you're talking about certain movies, the synopsis, I mean, I don't need Oof. the 10-minute recap. You could just Oof. Say, hey, this is a movie that exists, and if someone wants to figure it out for themselves, they got, they have Google. They know what to do. Uh, yeah, we've we've hashed we've hashed through the synopsis. Yeah, uh, you're you're the one that zapruders every film we talk about, and I'm like, Drew, they know. Let oh, we're go. oh oh, we're talking about me. I th- I thought we were talking about you. No, it's well, you, no, it's you. Be no, because the one. Wait, who's you? Drew. Me or him? Drew. Oh, well, I disagree. I think my synopsis are wonderful. I think people love them. They're, and, they're you know, too long. Do That's a poll. I disagree. I disagree. Poll the people. That's, that's the best way to figure it out. Hey, guys, we're going to give our top five and just post. take a picture and post it on Instagram. We're done. We're yeah. done. No, no, you talk about it. You don't have to give the recap of the movie. Oh, God. That's... That's why the first time you did that, and then I got caught flat-footed on op- open range, I and I was just like, "Ah, crap!" Can't work it's like under it's these free conditions. Free grazers. Um, my, any, any my, hoodles? Is that another one, Mia? Any where's hoodles? My, where's my tequila? <laughs> I mean, in general, again, there are some overused phrases, but you do what you guys gotta do. You know, maybe it's that's part a of it. So, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a shtick. Exactly. Any, any, anything we steal from Brockmire should be said as much as possible in every episode. So, oh, that's true. That's any hoodles is going to be a staple. <laughs> that's just not. That, that's just not going. All right, are we done with criticisms? Yes. All right, all right. Um, okay, Drew, boxing. Oh, boxing. Let's talk about the down one that goes Warrington. Down goes Warrington. Oh my gosh! You know what's funny? I I put so much effort into researching the 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 Birchall coming up. I totally forgot about all the fights that that, that happened. But yeah, down Warrington. goes Warrington. How about that? Jeez. Oh man. So dude, Saturday was like uh, oh man. It was like it was like a boxing fan it was like a kid 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 at a candy store, dude. We had boxing from two two p.m. until what, basically twelve thirty well, at night. Yeah, ah, uh, dude, it was great. So you know, we we talked about it. The first fight, uh, well, just we're just talking about the main events here. Uh, Josh Warrington and basically what we considered to be a ten round exhibition fight against uh, Lara. Mm-hmm. You know, guy who hasn't. It hasn't had a major victory. Yeah, eight no, right? With seven yeah. knockouts. It was really, really just supposed to be a tune up fight here for for Joshy Boy. Uh you know, before he was gonna go go fight Zukan. And uh wow. You know, Whoopsie. first three it, you know, it I was surprised it was in it was in London and they didn't have any fans, so I guess they were in a different part of London where they don't allow England, right? 
Is that was it, was it in London? Was it in? I thought it was London? in London. I whatever. Either way. Then it wasn't um, it Leeds. Wasn't it? Wasn't no. They want to. No. That's where they want to have the rematch in Leeds. Oh, Leeds with fans. Isn't that where he's from? Yeah. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought there'd be fans because the you know the Joshua fight had like a thousand fans. So I just assumed that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, the first three rounds kind of were what they were. I think I had uh, I had two Warrington two to one. I think you had Warrington winning all three. I think I did. Yeah. And then man, and then the fourth round, Lara just caught him with a I guess it was a left a left hook that just knocked him down. He was down. He was spaghetti legged. Oh, uh, uh, he was wobbly. He was yeah, hurt. A lot of a lot of people were surprised that the ref didn't stop the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I was on the treadmill uh, watching it on my on my iPad, and I almost like stumbled off of it when he went down. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, I was surprised by his tactics in the beginning because like he wasn't like boxing. He was just, he was getting into fisticuffs with Lara, and I'm like, what is he yeah. doing? Yeah, um, it was like the whole like you said before, like like pu- you both put your front foot in the tire and just start. Swinging. Yeah, and like, like, what are Lara, you doing? Lara and Lara just kept throwing the same like one two like combo at him in the he, same slot. Like, yeah, all, and he wasn't he wasn't adjusting. In the same slot. Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't adjusting, and, and damn, he clipped him. Um, I'll tell you, I I was really impressed that he survived. Warrington survived the fifth round because um, he yeah. was he was definitely spaghetti laid coming out of the corner. Which uh, I we I don't think we ever settled if you can go into deep waters in the early rounds, but if you can, he was oof. in. Them. He yeah. gritted it out, man. Um, once he did that, I was like, "All right, I think it was." Fun. I, I, we in our group chat with your brother. I, I thought he was going to come out and win the fight when he when he survived that round. I was yeah, like, "Yeah, me too." Yeah, I was like, "Laura, Laura made a mistake. Like he should have won for the kill." I was like, "You got this guy hurt. You got to You just got to end it." Um, and I guess the next the next three four rounds went back and forth, and then uh, I think I had Laura going into the ninth. I think I had Laura up one, and you had you had it even or Warrington up one. Um, no, I don't think it was one. I think it was a couple. I don't think it was close. I mean, oh, maybe with the double, maybe with the with you the definitely had Warrington. You still had Warrington in content, oh, like either yeah. up or tied. I, I to me, Warrington. When I on my scorecard, Warrington had to win the next two rounds, or he wasn't going to win at all. Okay, okay. Um, all right. And then maybe a minute into the ninth round, like just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Lar just knocked War, or he he clipped. He clipped them and then he knocked them out right with uh I think it was another you know same combination just that left upper hook on the chin and he yeah. he put him down I don't even think it went to a four count they stopped the fight um oh yeah he was man dead. that was you know shocking very few I mean nothing will ever be Tyson Tyson Buster Douglas um, no no it wasn't that no it was I'm just saying I'm just thinking of things like where like fights where. I think I that's just a fight I just didn't see any way where Josh Warrington's losing that fight and man he did he got he got blasted on social media um and I you know, good for Laura it's a shame you know, you know Warrington vacated the belt before um because they couldn't agree to a per a, a proper purse so uh it's a shame Laura's not gonna have a title because now outside of a rematch of Warrington the other guys at one they're, yeah at 126 there's really no outside of Navarrete I guess because he fights everybody um, I don't know anybody that'll you know risk fighting him, but man, hell of a hell of a fight for him. Warrington showed as much heart as he could, and yeah, he just got rocked. So I think he ended up yeah. with a a broken jaw and a fractured orbital. Oh really? I totally missed that. I think so. He definitely. I think he had a broken jaw. Um, 
Shakur Stevenson was just report. was just ragging him on social. Yeah, media. well, him and Stevenson, they I mean, they 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 had beef when Stevenson was a 126, and they were try. He wanted to unify, and there was a bunch of disputes over purses, and there was some back and forth between Andre Ward and Eddie Hearn. But man, that was that was something, man. Um, fast forward, we got the. Well, we'll talk about the Comey fight because uh, I thought that because whatever that wasn't that that became a main event just because uh, out of out of jo- uh, necessity yeah, jo- after, yeah, after the Jr. fight was canceled because of COVID. Yeah. So you know, Richard Comey was fighting um, Marinez uh, one thirty five. Comey's first fight back since December twenty nineteen when he was uh, TKO'd in the second round by by yeah, Tia Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, we we missed the first two rounds because of the the other fight that was on DAZN. Uh, so we didn't really do a scorecard for this. You know, Comey was the favorite. Comey was in control. Um, outside of he still continues to leave himself exposed mm-hmm. when he when he throws that right, um, you know, that right overhand jab. Um, he he's just begging for uh, a world class fighter like like Tio did just to knock his ass out. Um, and to catch him, and, and Marina just didn't have the power. I mean, he caught him a couple times yeah. uh, when he left himself open, but he just doesn't have the power to clean his clock. Uh, he knocked him. He, he knocked him down in the sixth round. Somehow, no, was it the yeah in the sixth round? Marina's got up, and then maybe two seconds after he got up, he walked right towards to- Comey in the line of fire, and Comey just dropped him in very stylistic fashion. Uh, I think yeah. he, he he almost went through the ropes. So Comey wins by knockout. Uh, I just thought it was weird that everybody was saying Comey just sent a message to the lightweights that he's back. I was like, I mean, he, he beat a guy he was favored to beat, and he's yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It was it was just one of those things where it was like, okay, like uh, I think he he is who he is. Like he's yeah, he's not trash, but like he's oh not, no, not at all. No. He's not that. He's not that top tier level. He's just not. Like, no, he's not. And like you know, I, did, I don't. I don't, know if, I don't even know. I don't even know if he's. I don't even know if he's on like a Lenares level. Um, I, you know what? They they probably are. But like, good good point though. Like maybe Linares, they are now because Lenares is like five years older. But I'm I'm saying like when Lenares was you know was champion. Lenares is was is a better technical fighter, no doubt. Um, I don't know that Lenares has that kind of power that Comey displayed. That being said, um. Now, they're they're probably around, right in the same tier, but but I, yeah. I I like Lenars better. But um, maybe maybe Comey is better at this point though, just because like I said, he got that power right now. But I mean, it just he, he you know what, like if if Comey's like Comey ain't getting any, he's not he's not I don't know, he's not drawing that. There was a reason he was the number number two, two on that fight, card. Yeah. I mean, if he in. if he was fighting Nakatani and did that, then I could see everyone getting a little little excited. Right. Or if he yeah. was fighting Haney, it, it was like, yeah, he was fighting a guy he was favored to beat. He knocked, and he's a knock, and like that's what he does. He wins fights by knockout. So I just, I you know, again, great fight. It was good that he that he was back. You know, it's always good to have boxers, you know, and not some of these other guys that are just you know third and fourth professional fights on on these cards yeah um, and and he can beat if, if if there's a guy that's not on his p's and q's he could beat him sure because like, he got the power but yeah. i mean it's just he's not you don't expect comey to go beat someone who like like a top guy no no um 
especially not keeping that left up. But anyway, so it was a cool again. It was uh, you know, it was a fun little fight there to go. Yeah, it was fun. Know. It was just there, like you said, there was just one after another, and that that was a that was a good one to keep it rolling. So um, that got us into the nightcap. So yeah, and then the big fight, you know, uh, which, well, which became the big fight to me when the Joe Smith Jr. fight got canceled. Uh, Jojo Diaz versus our man Rock. Rock 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 Yeah, Rock Um so this was the this was the fight that we picked. We put our money on this. I I was, you know, I was smelling an upset. You know, I think, you know, when we were talking last week, you you know, you thought this was going to this was kind of like the Warrington fight where it was kind of a similar, you know, not not much danger for Diaz, um, yeah. more, you know, more of just a tune-up. I don't know. I I had a feeling about the Mad Russian and I just just something off about Jojo Diaz like he just he's weird that part i'll agree with he is kind of weird and a little bit off which oh by the way he went on to kind of validate that thought just because he came in overweight by like three pounds three and a half pounds um which it was so fucking we put before we even knew about that that you know because we recorded the pod thursday night i i had i had rakamov i'm gonna just keep butchering his name I, I had, think that's I, it, Rakimov. I think that's yeah, it. Ra- I think I think it's Rakaham, maybe Rakahim. I don't know. Whatever, Rakimov. That's all we'll call him. Uh, I had him winning by TKO in the tenth round. That was my prediction. I thought he was going to win, and then the next day I was going wild when JoJo came in overweight and had to vacate the title. I was like, "Oh, dude, he he's not ready. This guy's gonna fucking knock him out. It's a wrap. We're gonna be we're gonna be cashing in that money, buying those hats and T-shirts. Let's go." Um, it, then Diaz was like, he was blaming, he was blaming the hotel for him not making weight because, well, he was blaming the whole, the whole setup. He was like, he was like, usually for a class fight, he's like, you know, you got the whole gym, you know, you got, you got your sauna. And he's like, I got, I got my whole, he's like, he's like, you got, you got your cafeteria and your chef and everything. He's like, I got my whole regimen that I come in at a certain weight. He's like, I sweated out in the sauna and put on my suit. He's like, I didn't have any of that available to me. So I was in the hotel. I was cranking up the heat, wearing my, my jumpsuits. He's like, and it's just not the same, and I couldn't make weight. He's like, and then I had to decide, like, do I keep going to make weight and then make myself super weak when I have to go fight the next day and endanger myself, or do I just come in overweight, vacate the title, fight the fight at strength so i'm not out there vulnerable which to an extent is a valid point but to the other extent it's like you knew you knew what this was like you you mean to tell me you you just assumed there was a sauna there and then there wasn't well i mean how much nobody i don't i don't know the ins and outs of like dehydrating and then rehydrating but i mean how many i mean how many pounds are you sweating out in like a couple hours right. three pounds yeah exactly is that that's really like, is that even like i, uh, I mean we're not I, we're, that's what's what, what is that uh uh 40 40 oh shit beers are kicking in how many ounces is that mia what's 16 times three it's 48 i was gonna say that yeah well, basically, you'd have to. What do they say? Twenty five hundred calories or thirty five hundred calories is a pound. Let's call it thirty five hundred. I don't know. Like he'd have to burn. Like you burn ten thousand calories in three hours on the sauna. Anyway, but he was blaming everybody else. He's blaming promoter. Like he was just blaming everybody else. Like dude, like yeah, you you was. came in, you came in heavy and weren't ready. Like you know, like uh, whatever. Anyway, um, so Rocky Mob came out. He came out. I was it surprised. Dude, he was he was throwing combos like he was you know he was he was throwing a lot of punches like holding I holding his own. 
I didn't expect a lot of the combinations. Like I, I thought he would. I thought Diaz would be more active, and Rakimov would be more like I'm gonna pick my spots and just rock him with my power. Um, it wasn't that way. I think it was basically the tale of two fights. I think the first half of the fight, um, probably more heavily towards Rakimov, um, and then the second half of the fight, which where a lot of people thought Diaz was gonna slow down because he did come in overweight. Uh, I I thought he almost pitched a shutout there in the in the second half. In the second half, yeah, you know what, and that's a great point because um, Rakimov and, and he actually had Diaz stumbling a little bit and was building towards that. What'd you have a tenth round KO? I thought yeah, I thought it was tenth yeah tenth round. He he he, he landed building. a shot. He landed a shot on JoJo in the eighth, and I was getting excited. I was like, oh man, it's over. He's gonna he just he just hurt him in the eighth. He's gonna work him, work him here in the ninth, and then he's gonna land a big one in the tenth. And it was like he just—it's almost like he didn't have the gas in the in the championship rounds. Yeah, he yeah he just ran out. He just ran out of steam, and then JoJo just turned it on, and JoJo fought back and won. I think the last four rounds we had JoJo winning. Yeah, maybe um, we might have given. I think we might have given one round to uh, Rakimov there. I, I think I had JoJo. Uh, winning the the last four and I also had Jojo doing a little bit better in the in the early couple than others yeah it wasn't he didn't he didn't pitch a shutout uh Rakimov um yeah like that but I think he I think he won of this first seven rounds um I think he probably took you know took five maybe four of them um yeah whatever the case was it was like Drew said it was it was Rakimov coming on strong and then all of a sudden kind of just like stopped yeah, and so we had our scorecards. You had it 116-112 Diaz. I had yes. it 115-112 Diaz because I was being a jerk, and I, I took a point away from Diaz because he he, I, he, hit, he landed so many dirty rabbit punches to the back of the head, like hold, like literally like holding him and punching him in the kidneys and the back. Like I, I don't even know what the, what the referees are here for anymore. You were, you were getting pissed, yeah. I really was because it was bullshit. Like, He's literally holding him and punching him in the back of the head like five six five six at a time, and was barely even getting warned. He got one warning, which to me, after you've done it like three or four rounds, like I know no one wants to dock a point, but he wasn't even the champion, so dock him a point. Be like, listen, like cut the shit, like we're not we're not doing that. Um, I thought I I thought it was pretty obnoxious, so I was like, I'm done. I'm taking a point from him. Uh, and shockingly, it it ended up being a draw, which uh, split a a majority draw. So it was. It was what one fifteen one thirteen Diaz was the one, yeah. and then one fourteen one fourteen the other Every, two the other judges. Two yeah, the other and two didn't, judges. was it one or both judges that had had uh, Rakimov winning two of the or three two or three of the last four rounds, which yeah. he clearly got dominated in. Yeah, it was. And it was, it was just nuts. Like, what fight were you people watching? Yeah, like, so it it basic it basically just goes to show that since and who knows maybe it's. Maybe it's because there's no fans. Maybe I I don't know, but um, you know, it seems like volume is just uh, being what do you call it? Volumes, yeah. volumes just being uh, rewarded. Yeah, rewarded over actually landing shots, and we've seen that now. You know, we'll 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 go to go to war with our buddy Dan over there at CompuBox about you know Lopez Lomachenko, and that was the case. Uh, ever, yeah, that was, ever since that fight, you and I have been looking at it of, of shots actually landed, and, yeah. and it's just like volume. Even if you're just hitting the guard, it's just like, what are these judges looking at? It, it's so strange. I don't know, but that was the fight. So nobody gets the IBF belt. Uh, I, I assume that Rakamava probably 
God, I don't know who I I don't know who they'll probably put in there at one twenty six. Maybe Laura. Um, oh no, no, I'm sorry, one thirty. Maybe uh, maybe Shakur can get a can get his hands on that now that uh, the Jamel Herring fight is going to be delayed because um, Carl Fromm didn't hurt his hand. But anyway, so that was last weekend. A lot of fun stuff. This weekend, we got the Mexican War. Miguel Burchelt. Are they calling it the Mexican Civil War? I don't know if that's what they're calling it, but that's what I'm calling it. I, I wanted to call it that too. I'm so it's so funny you brought that up, but uh, uh yeah, because I mean that's what we're that's what we're really looking at here. So uh Burchelt Valdez, it's going down. Miguel Burchelt, champion, Valdez, former uh super featherweight, so one former one twenty six champion, uh vacated that title to move up to to one thirty his last couple fights. So now he's now he's going for the gold here. Jordan White, your initial thoughts. I think I, I, I did some research on this. I was watching some highlights. Burkelt's the favorite. Or Burchelt, he he's gonna whoop him. Um, now, I, I, the only thing I could say is I, I think Burchelt's gonna be the aggressor. I think he, he's gonna move forward. He kind of gets out on his front foot with that jab. Valdez does do a good job of sidestepping and countering somewhat, but he's like he doesn't have the volume. Speaking of volume, he doesn't have the work rate that Burchelt does, and Burchelt's a heavier puncher than I. I don't know if Valdez has has fought anybody with this kind of punching power. I, I think that the actually I took screenshots, but I think that the the betting odds favor Burchelt to have some kind of stoppage in rounds like seven through nine or six through 10 or something like that. Okay. It honestly might happen before that. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was round four or five. Yeah. So Burchelt WBC champion. So this is going to be his, this is going to be his seventh title defense. He's won six in a row. His 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 big dream here is to you know beat uh, Julio Cesar Chavez's uh, nine nine straight title defenses um, that record. I remember he he was one of the first guys that fought in the bubble or bubble. Dude, this guy throws some vicious vicious hooks. Whether it's to your body to your head, you you feel every punch that this guy throws. Um, he's the bigger fighter. He's five seven. He's got the seventy one inch reach. Valdez 5'5, 168. Um 37 1. Valdez is 28-0. But again, you know, Valdez, you know, he he was he was really dominating at 126. Speed, jabs, um, battle tested. That goes to Valdez. His last two fights, he hasn't looked sharp. He's been bad or he's been pushed. He's gritted down and he's won. Um You know, he I, I think I think what's gonna be the difference is that I think Valdez before he switched trainers, so his trainer now is Eddie uh, Renzo. I'm gonna butcher it, Renasso. It's Canelo's. He's it's Canelo's trainer. So I feel like he's he's cha- changed up from being the, you know, that traditional Mexican style fighter coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, to trying to be a little bit more of a defensive boxer like Canelo, counter puncher. Um, yeah. And I think that that's why he's been a little bit off the last two fights, trying to find that that balance. Could be. And this isn't the kind of guy you want to be finding yourself against, man. Like, and there's that there's an extra. And I, I'm sure I, I'm assuming you didn't watch Blood, Sweat, and Tears, like I told you to. Uh, that is a 
Fair assumption. Fair assumption. Uh, so this, there's also a little a little extra oomph to this fight because uh, Valdez was selected to go to the Olympics for Mexico over uh, Burchelt back in I want to say 2012. It might have been 2008. So there's a little there's a little bit of angst there for uh, what do you call it for Burchelt um, to really to really lay a hurting on him. Man, I uh, I'm excited. I I think Burchelt's gonna win too. I. Th- I think Valdez. I'm gonna give him the. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him some uh, some credit here for being gritty and holding his own. I think he, I think he stops him in my my favorite round round in the ten. Tenth. Yeah, I, I'm think, saying five or in the fifth or sixth. But uh, I I just I I, I think I think he's gonna grit he, down. He probably is gonna be defensive enough, and, and there's not a lot of knockouts. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say that at this weight class, it's not that there's when you get two good Oof. fighters. There's not necessarily always a bunch of knockouts, but um. oh, Burchell's looking. For, he's he's looking for it, man. I just remember the first fight in the bubble. Um, I think he was right after Shakur. Like I I was hurting watching him punch 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 the guy he was fighting. I forget yeah. who it was, but man, they were just landing, and I was like, "How is this guy it even, was, even breathing?" Well, Burchell fought someone in Mexico. Yeah. It was like Val- Val- oh Val- yeah. Well, Shakur, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it was like Navarrete. Like it wasn't the Vegas bubble, but it wasn't like okay. Yeah, it was like it was still in a bubble. Um, yeah, I think anyway. Bur- I'm excited for it though. Again, this was supposed to happen in December, got delayed for COVID. Uh, it should be really exciting. What? Yeah, you know, it's free on ESPN. I'm gonna say ESPN. What time? Uh, prime time. Prime the main card will probably be ten o'clock. Yeah. There's some good fighters on the undercard. Um, you know. By the way, I think I saw Adrian uh, Broner. Broner. It's fighting Broner. on Showtime. Yeah, Broner, and then. Um, I don't know if that's. Off. I don't know if that. I hope that's free on Showtime. Anyone that would pay to see that asshole box again. Yeah, right. And and Otto Wallin, I think, is boxing too. And I was yeah. like, really? Yep. So yeah, well, yeah that, that's interesting. Um, yeah, he's fighting as well. So this is yeah, There's some. There's some lesser lesser fights out there too this weekend um, that we'll see. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so at, like I said, as as me as my sister Mia is our is our harshest critic. She she's over here messaging us. Next topic, guys. Next topic. This is a boxing podcast. Look, we get a lot of we get a lot of play on our boxing <laughs> out on Twitter. All right. So. Well, it's cool stuff, I'm but um, not gonna respond to that with what I really want to say. But that's <laughs> hey, boxing, boxing ratings are up since we started the podcast. So once again, the two beers podcast effect is kicking in on the world. So um, I should wake yeah, back up again now, or. Two, two quick notes before we transition out of boxing. One, uh, like I noted, let, next week we were supposed to see Jamel Herring uh, fight Carl Frompton over in the U.K. Uh, for another another 130 championship uh, belt. The winner of that was going to fight Shakur Stevenson in the spring. Carl Frompton hurt his hand. They're moving that fight to Dubai in the spring now. So that's really disappointing. Um, you know, like I said, maybe, maybe Shakur now, maybe Shakur and uh, – Rakamov can go, you know, go fight for the vacant title um, that JoJo just gave up at 130. That'd be something to stay, to stay busy before one of those big ones, um, so we can get Shakur back in the ring. Because I don't, I'm not sure who else it would make sense for him to fight um, at that point, unless he just goes right for Burchell. But I feel like they want to make that a title versus title at top rank. So that'll be cool. And uh, big shout out, happy 33rd birthday yesterday, our boy, the Matrix, Vasily Lomachenko. Homosexuals, baby. Can't wait to get him back in the ring. I mean, February, also born yesterday, Michael Jordan. 
February is just the uh, the month the of legends. Yeah, the uh, the town of this podcast celebrated uh, on Monday. It was all around just a great month. Yeah, ha- happy thirty uh, sixth, my man. It's all right. Well, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right that I didn't get a uh, a big to do like everybody else does at the beginning for their birthdays, but that's okay. Uh, didn't I buy you and your wife dinner? I that's not that's not talking about it on the podcast. No. Are, we, are we really going to equate the two? Okay, okay. <laughs> on to the one on wheels. Yeah, so uh, NASCAR kicked off Daytona 500. Um, honestly, not a good race in my in my opinion. Um, it was a weather delay, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of was was the worst of all worlds um, in their world. So w- big weather delay. Didn't finish till like twelve or one a.m. Um, and and even worse, if you can imagine y- yourself driving on the highway where you got the right lane and then the left lane, the passing lane. You know, in NASCAR, these are wide roads and they're, they're huge banking. So if picture three or four or five lanes. And then they, you know, something like this. There's typically maybe two lanes, a top lane and a bottom lane. Maybe if things get crazy, you go to like three wide, um, which has happened a lot in the past. But for whatever reason, the bottom lane, the middle lane, no cars could make it. They couldn't make their car stick in that lane and keep keep pace with the top lane. So um, kind of like a derogatory in a derogatory way, we just had what I'll call the parade of single file everyone just going in a circle single file so that sucked and and then you know when the, when it was time to win a stage or win at the end somebody tried to get out of line and try and pass um ended in a big wreck shocker at daytona my boy kislowski was going for the win um and got kind of got nudged from behind by number 34 mike mike mcdowell who was a 66 to 1 underdog oh 66 to 1 favorites to win he ended up winning it's his first ever nascar win i think he had 358 races without winning and he finally won um he was the number 34 and main sponsor it was on valentine's day his main sponsor was loves the gas station if you've ever seen a loves gas station um Uh, i have not I, like I wish I was like stupid enough to think like oh loves I'm gonna pick that on Valentine's Day, and like that sure enough sixty six to one which funny enough I I started to fill out a DraftKings fantasy lineup and I had Michael McDowell in there but just because he drives a Ford the Fords typically do well in, in the big big uh, racetracks two and a half milers he has had a few top tens at Daytona and Talladega yeah and so like Talladega. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. I mean, this guy usually holds his own at these at these tracks, and sure enough, there he was in the third position. And he, I don't, it's it's a little bit, con- I don't know, it's a little controversial who wrecked who and exactly what happened. But the two guys in front of him wrecked. Um, Denny Hamlin had the best car. It was just kind of random circumstance that he wasn't in the lead at the end. Um, he kind of dominated, quite honestly. And um, Bubba Wallace in the Michael Jordan car had a good day. He finished 16th. He was kind of poised to, to, to crack that top 10, which we had in the parlay. Um, and then uh, kind of he got caught up in the big wreck on the final lap and finished 16th. So did not crack the top 10. Uh, I, I'm still expecting big things. Uh, he, he showed a lot of, a lot of speed. Um, so I, think, I still think he's going to... Uh, you know, win a race or two here this year. 
with with that Michael Jordan money backing them. Um, they they had a lot of like they had a couple segments. One with Kyle Larson again, who had the the racial controversy, and then a sit down with Michael Jordan and um, Bubba Wallace and Denley Hamlin talking about how they want to expand NASCAR's universe, etc. Um, some of those conversations just got kind of weird. I, like they didn't flow a lot. Uh, uh, was it Sam Ocho? Is that the old linebacker? He interviewed Kyle Larson and like. That conversation could have been so much more, and Kyle Larson just I, did not do a good job with it. Like, hmm. but um, anyway, um, although speaking of of expanding the universe, um, uh, your boy Alvin Kamara is is sponsoring a car in the Xfinity That's race. My guy. Just, like a juice bar or something that he he's like invested in this like juice bar, and instead of the big easy, it's called like the big squeezy or something like that. The big squeezy. Yeah, so they're gonna. He's gonna sponsor. A car. They're they're in Daytona again this week, but they're like there's a course inside the giant oval that's a road course, and they're gonna do that, which they have. I don't even know the last time they raced on that, but I'm pumped about that because I wish I would have known this ahead of time. But my company, First National Bank of, of Pennsylvania, here based in Pittsburgh, there's a, a race team based in Wexford, right outside of Pittsburgh, Chris Wright Racing, and my company's logo was the main sponsor, the hood sponsor on a truck in the truck series. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I mean, I think he finished 11th. I think he, so I think he did okay, but he's, they're sponsoring um, an Xfinity car at Daytona this week on the road course. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like if we could win this, like that's neat. Get, get FNB in the winner's circle, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of geeking out over it a little bit, maybe a little bit more than I should, but um i like uh, it yeah anyway so like i said man betting on nascar is another fun out 66 to 1 and and i had it in my DraftKings lineup i I don't i don't even know i didn't even look who the favorite is this week you know on on road courses it's probably going to be you know keselowski kyle bush um kyle larson uh chase elliott maybe um you know you could you could name five guys it, it it's not going to be as random, you know, five, there's maybe going to be five or six guys in contention, but anyway, uh, Denny Hamlin, um, Harvick, maybe. So maybe those seven, um, six or seven, but anyway, um, that's all I got on that. Um, so before we transition to, a, to another quick, uh, NASCAR topic, um, parlay time. Parlay, parlay, parlay. Well, hold on. Before before parlay. Okay. NBA All-Stars were just announced. Oh, okay. I have nothing to say on that. So you, you, <laughs> you, you go ahead and... and Eastern, yeah. Eastern Conference. Well, well I we, guess... When we first started the pod, one of, one of my, my uh, things... One of my uh, things I wanted to do was just a, a nobody cares segment, which never really came to fruition, but this would fall under that. Nobody cares. Anyway, Eastern Conference... Kyrie Irving somehow gets picked. <laughs> the sage, the sage master himself, gets selected. Uh, Bradley Beal, my my guy, Bradley Beal, the MVP of the league. Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, ah, Antetokounmpo, whatever the freak. And number five, Slim Money sniper Kevin Durant. That rounds out, and Kevin Durant is the cap is is the captain. He'll select of the the players. So, but those are the guys in the East. 
in the West, care to care to guess who who your the five in the West were? I, I've tuned out. You're just awful. I could guess. Uh, I got an email about it earlier. So do you actually know, or yeah, you, this is, you this just is get her a guess? <laughs> no, I actually know. Did, I knew did uh, so you make know it? already? No, ah, uh, he. Sh- I bet you he'll be on the rookie team though. So yeah, we got Luca Luca Doncic made it. Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, uh, the Joker, and LeBron. It's a good team. I once again, Damian Lillard with the snub. I just I don't. <laughs> I don't know what Damian Lillard has to do to just get outright selected as as a starter for the NBA All Star game. I just I just don't know. He it's doesn't a, know either. It's just insane to me. I just uh, anyway. That's the that's the five. When the when the rest of the teams come out, we'll debate who should have been on it and did they make the right picks. I'm uh I'm crossing my fingers. I I put my name in as a volunteer <clears throat> to go down to Atlanta and work nice. for that weekend, but. We'll see if that actually happens. Cool. I like that. That's, you, uh, isn't if that you, the if, city where the players play? Yeah, every day. If you uh, if you get a guest. Uh, I, I don't think I do, but thanks uh, for offering, volunteering. Well, well, if you do. Don't think I do. Again, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know. Friends in the family. Any hoodles. Um, all right, all right we, we on to the parlay. Let's do it. Parlay, parlay. Are you are you gonna pick the boxing, right? Yeah, we're gonna keep that rolling. Okay, so I won't pick the boxing. Um, oh shoot, I wrote mine down. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about this. Um, Saturday at seven o'clock, the the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the lines aren't out yet, but whatever the over is, take the over. The Leafs beat. The Senators uh, seven to three tonight, which, admittedly, Matt Murray was in goal. And Matt Murray's just sucking it up this year, so I don't know who the Canadians will have in goal. Um, oh, I guess Carey Price is what they're saying. Um, so you know he's he's not as easy to beat up, but whatever. I, I'm taking the over, whatever that is. because okay. you figure that's going to be the number one game in Canada. A lot of hype. There tends to be a lot of goals on Saturday night over the the past couple years. Or is it Friday night? Whatever, whatever the case is. Um, I, I, I'm taking the over. Cool. Yeah. Control it. Uh, I kind of would have. I guess the. I guess the. I guess the good money would be Burchelt. Burchelt by decision. Yeah. So that is. Uh, wait. By decision. I mean, I, you're, the 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 by stoppage. Well, stoppage is what's what's uh, the favorite. Yeah, I'm saying the the best the best money play would probably be to pick him by. So by, by stoppage decision. is mine. I I already screen grabbed it because I knew you were gonna go there. Um, the um, yeah, stoppage is minus one sixty seven, and and to go to, for him to win on the cards is plus three fifty. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like if you were, you know, I I no I yeah. I, I don't see Valdez winning, but. Uh, you know, I I think I think it's going to be a KO. So let's where we're going to go. You didn't see Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. I, I didn't. I that. sure did, and I you know I I stand by that. I uh, you can't stand by yeah. it. They won. Like you can't say you don't see how because it happened. Uh, 
something Deontay Wilder's trainer must have slipped something in somebody's drink just like he did the fight because <laughs> you know we can get out in our time again they they almost lost to Heineke and the Chiefs were almost All right, unbeatable almost I, I didn't but see they it. didn't and they won uh, I don't know what you were doing the last twenty years while Tom Brady's been dominating. But Tom Brady didn't. Tom Brady didn't even play well the first okay, three but games. Here's the thing, Drew. Uh, at the end of the day, the dude uh, wins. So even, what does it matter? Even in the Super Bowl, I didn't think he played that well. Okay. Half half of it. Half. But he won. Half. half, half Half of their half of their chunks of yards on offense and all of their scoring plays was because of bullshit penalties. But anyway, we digress in the Super Bowl. We put that out of our mind. You want to go Burchelt stoppage or Burchelt decision? It's your pick. I picked mine. Uh, we'll go stoppage. I just it, it, it would be fun to funsies if he actually took it there and we took the plus thirty fifty five. But we'll, well I take, mean, we could, we could take rounds ten through twelve, which is let's not do game. that. Let's not do that again. That's too crazy. Let's okay. just take him to win. Win by stoppage? Yeah, win by stoppage. Minus 167. Okay, so yeah. we got the over in the Canadians and Toronto, and um, we got Burchelt by, by stoppage. Boom. I like it. All right, let's move on to uh, – oh, shoot, beer number two. Let's assume positions um, for the two-brew salute number two. Oh, come on. Come on, baby. Oh, oh hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I have my, um, my, my, uh, never mind. Three, two, one. Um, I am having, I, 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 I want to get back into, um, Belgians. So I, um, have like an, uh, uh, Augustine, but there's a J right before the N at the end. It's just a Belgian blonde, Belgian monastery beer, seven percent alcohol, and it's in one of those like bottles that's kind of like kind of like tapers, and it kind of looks like a wave. I don't know how to describe it, but let's uh, let's see how this is. That sounds delicious. I'm jealous. Yep, it tastes exactly like a Belgian blonde. Mmm, yummy. What what you got there, Drew? You still just pouring out Coronas and and Coronas and, and uh, the. Uh... Quarter quarter mile at a time, uh, cerveza. Nice. Okay. Um, any anyhow. Um, so before we get into our least favorite sports movies, I watched two episodes. Drew, what did did you watch? I watched the first two. First two of the crew. Kevin James on Netflix. Mia, did you actually watch a couple? Yeah, I watched the first two. Um. Drew and I like Kevin James. I, I, I'll say this: I like Kevin James shows. His movies tend to be not the best. Agreed. Um, and his shows are all kind of the same. But um, I, I, dude, that stuff's funny to me. Like it's, it's some of it's just kind of like it's topical. Some of it's just kind of like I don't know, like um, like crude, like like slapstick, almost almost Animal House ish type humor. That kind of, I don't know. It's it's just it works for me. It's the same showrunner that did the ranch, which we talked about on a previous episode. So I guess that guy has like a, maybe that guy is like a Netflix con Jeff Lowe or something. That guy might have a. Is that uh, it? I forget the guy's name, but he might have a. Uh, isn't Jeff Lowe the guy from Tiger King? I don't know. Is that? Oh, I didn't see that. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Who, I forget the guy's name, but uh, 
it, he must have a Netflix contract because he did the ranch and he did this. I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was funny. I I, I enjoyed all the NASCAR references. Um, what did you think? Yeah, dude, I liked it too. Like I, you know, I, is it the funniest show on Netflix? No, but like. I enjoy Kevin James. I enjoy like just like his his mannerisms. Um, He's looking good. I, I, that, I'm, I'm, not saying, so I'm not saying he looked thin, but like I was well, was I saying that to you offline yeah. last last week, or I might have yeah, been saying it to Lauren. Um, yeah, I just I just I for some reason I I just want that guy to just get get himself right and be in shape. Uh, <laughs> um, just because he uh, you know he he'll 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 be in good shape you know for like six months and then he'll put on like 100 pounds and i just want i want that guy just to be all right i'm just shaved his head too yeah his bald head with that tight trim beard he was looking kind of sexy i i which is was weird i kind of felt it felt it in my nether regions i I liked it yeah you were feeling the beard huh yeah it was good it's real good um Mia, what do you think? You 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 probably have, and, and this is where a, a good female perspective comes in because I think you had a little bit different opinion than we did. Yeah, it was fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. It was just fine. Like by the middle of the second episode, I started, you know, doing other stuff on my phone, and it was fine background noise and easy to keep up with. Like you know, every time I pick my head up and you know, look, checked it out, but, um, I know some people had some problems with it, which I actually could see, but I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I didn't like his bald head, but that's just my preference. Um, wait, what? I didn't like him with a bald head. It didn't look right to me. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying you didn't like bald heads because I'm like, you're boyfriend has a ball yeah head and which is funny because beard. that's the only person that i think i've liked in my entire life who has a ball <laughs> head but hey you know it only takes well, one well i'm sure i'm sure I'm, sh- I'm sure if kevin james didn't have to shave his head he probably would yeah have. he's probably getting there um but yeah i mean like you said it was similar to his other shows which you know i liked king of queens but the other ones were eh for me so yeah about on par for what I expected is what I'll say. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep watching it myself. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the rest. I think it's 10 episodes, right? They're like 25-minute episodes. Yeah, I didn't check to see what it was. I did, um, and I don't remember. I think it was 10 episodes. Yeah, it was. It was 10 episodes, and they were like 25 minutes apiece. I'm going to keep watching it. I, I think it's great. Two, yeah, I, I honestly, only... I had to hold myself back because I, I wanted I wanted to keep going, but I, yeah. I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves for the pod. Two, 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 two things that would have been re- – or two things that I noted was, one, how awesome would it, would it have been if their race car driver was played by Chael? Oh, that would have right? been perfect. <laughs> How great would that have been? Um, and then two, I thought it was kind of funny. There's a there's a scene where, uh, you know, not to give too much away, but their new the new boss is they're hunting Kevin James, the new boss, and their biggest sponsor are hunting, and uh, she I guess rubs she rubs something in her eyes that gets infected, and she's putting beer cans to ice them down. And uh, the sponsor goes, "Hey, uh, let, why don't you show me that Michelob here for this bush light? Because not even even that guy hunting with nothing else to drink didn't want to put or torture himself by drinking that crap." I'll tell you what, I I bought some some Miller lights, and I was praying that I love the Miller lights more than the bush light. 
I think next week on the pod, I think I think we'd have to go get six bu- six bush lights. I'm that might be my new light beer. Which, for me, is going to be such an identity crisis if I like the Bush Lights over the the Miller Lights. So I'm a little bit dreading that. But I, I think I'm going to do that live on air next week. Um, so I may have to fight you on that. But, but it was a funny point. So kudos to you. Uh, yeah. Um, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Funsies. Anyway, all right, so so let's get to our true stir up the crowd segment. I, I I'm very excited for this. Our least favorite five five least favorite sports movies. So we're gonna let the guest kick it off here with her number five. This Mia. was so hard because for me. The ones I dislike, I just dislike them all on pretty much the same level, but I tried to put some order to it. Uh, so number five on my list is Basketball. Um, what a stupid movie. What a stupid concept. Uh, very fratty. Just not for me. That's all I got to say. I haven't watched it in years, but... Um, me and my bro and, and friends, uh, Matt Brooks, uh, Drew, who you know, just being a, a, a uber wrestling fan, um, we we used to do a poker tournament, annual poker tournament, and one of the things we used to do is we would do a basketball tournament with it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was so much fun. And, like, we used to just screw with each other so badly. Dude, oh, I can't believe basketball. It was on a lot of worst lists. I, I like the movie. Well, I'm glad I don't, I I, I, you mad with one because I know I'm gonna make Drew mad with one. So there you go. Why well, wouldn't and I wouldn't I wouldn't blame me for that. I I'm one of the few people I think that doesn't really think South Park's all that great. So those are the guys that created South Park, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the only thing I really took away from that movie was is it Squeaks? Is that the, the the guy the the little na- or the neighbor that they basically make fun I, of that they allow the team? Yes, I our I used to just call our friend Tully that for a long time, and it just was funny because he was a little. I always like the line. A, he was a little, you know what? I always like the line is like, make fun of me seven or eight more times, and I swear I'm out of here. Um. Anyway, go ahead, Drew. What's what's your number five? Uh. So my number five, and I'm gonna clarify that. I, I there's a lot of ridiculous movies out there. I picked ones that I thought were meant to be good that just stunk. Um, okay. That I didn't like. So like Airbud Two and like sure you know, yeah uh, Angels well, in the Angels. Did you actually watch those ones? I mean, when I was a kid, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces of them. I definitely saw Minor League Three Back to the Minors because um, sure. it was on HBO like 25 times. But like, I don't think that movie was intended to be good. Okay. Um, so my number five was uh, Joanna Man. Joanna, Joanna Man. Man. Joanna Man, yeah, yeah. that thing. Uh, I remember watching it and was like, this is terrible. Basically, uh, the best play- one of the best players in the NBA has got an attitude problem, uh, gets kicked out of the league for shenanigans, and then uh, somehow disguises himself as a woman and makes it in the WNBA until being exposed, falling in love with a woman and all that nonsense. So terrible. Just terrible movie. Cliché. Awful. All right. Um now here's mine, and I'm sure I'm gonna catch hell for this, and I don't care, because these are two movies 
that I'm going 5A and 5B, which I refuse to watch. And yes, I'm still putting them on my list, even though I refuse to watch them. Number number 5A, Draft Day. This I is disagree. A, this is a movie about the Browns making a draft pick. That's what we're talking about? Well, I see this train wreck every year. I don't need to watch a two-and-a-half-hour movie of the same crap. Forget that. 5B, and this is going to be even more more flack I take, Moneyball. We are talking about a guy who discovered, like this was not known for some reason, that a walk is just as good as a hit. And then he developed a series of statistics called Sabermetrics to exploit this, because apparently other people weren't. And which he does and goes on to win nothing. The guy, Billy Bean, has not won jack squat. So they want you to watch a movie about a guy who figures out that a walk is worth something. No, I'm not watching that movie. Goodbye. That's that's my 5A, 5B. Can't believe you never I, saw that movie. There's a great, there's would, a great why would I? in there. I wish yeah. I had oh the Billy Madison you quote calm from down. the debate. It's okay. If this is number five, goodness, the the bro, the the anger you must have towards number one is going to be shame angry. on you, shame on you. Why? Billy B. Brad Pitt made Billy Bean an American hero, and Do he's Brad that in my Pitt heart. Playing Billy Bean, like win something, Billy Bean. Win, maybe that I'll movie. Watch a movie that about that you. movie's good though. Like that movie is good. Jonah Hill's great. Everybody's right. great in it. How do you? Well, Oh Go ahead God! And waste your time. I'm, I refuse to watch it. Go ahead you and waste suck. your time well, with it. You suck. If you have a problem with that, then I, I want to see if this one's on your list. But afterwards, if it's not on your list, there's another movie you should have a problem with. So we'll okay, talk about that we'll after. And I like Draft Day. I want David Putney and I'm just, or I want David Putney and my picks back. You pancake eating motherfucker. <laughs> sure. Whatever. I want them. I, I ain't want watching them. a movie about the Browns making a draft pick. It's go, uh, go ahead, Mia. Uh, what's anyway, your number four? Anyway, my number four is coming straight for Drew. Um, oh, no. Whatever you want to call it, Rocky Six or Rocky Balboa. Oh, you are awful. Drew. That was a great movie. You're terrible. What? Oh my god. The purpose of that film. What was oh the my God! You fit in my hand right here. What was the purpose of of making so that one? Good. Like, oh they my God! Go on mute. I'll tell you. I don't want to echo. Wait, listen. I'll tell you. I, I don't want to echo. So if you go on mute, I'll tell you. The purpose was that if you are a fighter and if you are an athlete and if, if you are a true someone who is addicted to competition, it never goes away. And you have to find a way to cope with that. And sometimes, if you're Rocky Balboa, you didn't leave it all out there when you had the chance. And so he... It was taken out, away from him. He figures out a way to do it. have all been there. Like, anyone who is an athlete and a serious athlete and a passionate athlete has been there. Yes, Move exactly. That's why it's a he good movie. He was like 90. And 
play like fighting a dude He was in forty-seven. George Foreman won the heavyweight title at forty-five it years old. That that movie. really happened. They could have just went into Creed and it would have been fine. We just oh. watched two fifty-year-olds fight for the same reason. You're using a movie that's one of the what one of the most quote has one of the most quotable sport phrases now of the last like fifteen years that they they play in sporting events and everything. The li- life ain't all sunshine and rainbows and that whole thing going on. Oh my God! His I wife died. The guy's feeling empty. Tell me that life isn't sunshine and rainbows. Well, clearly everybody else did because no one else played that shit at halftime to get everybody riled up or at the end of a game. What, what's he saying to to uh, uh, Milo Vamilio or whatever? What's Milo Ventimiglia? Yeah. Uh, that's the way. What's that? What's that? What shows he from that you watch, Jo? That this, is no, this funny. Is us. I watched the first two seasons, but what, what's what's the line in that speech, Drew? He's the whole like, uh, the whole thing from Rocky. Balboa, the the line when he's after he says, "You used to fit right here in the palm of my hand." He's like, "What's he say?" He's like, "It's it ain't about." How he goes, "Let me, yeah." He hit. goes, "Yeah, let me, it's, let me, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows." It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you down to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life, but ain't, but it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can you get, get hit, hit and keep, and keep moving, moving forward. forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. Well, you're better than that. Oh, Oh, my God. I can do that. I can do that from memory. I don't even have to Google that shit. I can. Oh, my God. He talked about getting hit and then winning, but he lost. So whatever. All right. Oh. Drew, number four. What's your number four? I'm just, I'm mind blown. I, I could have, I could have lived with what, what'll come up later, but that's just, <laughs> that is awful. Uh, this one's probably gonna get. I mean, maybe, maybe no one's gonna be as passionate as me. Uh, Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby's oh, my number four. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm sorry, man. I, dude, it's NASCAR. I don't think it's that great. I, I think, I don't think John C. Oh. Riley's. I don't think John C. Riley's that great in it. Uh, Farrell's got his moments, but I think it was I'm so sorry, forced. Why, why would humor you? Sucks. Why I'm would sorry. you want to put on the TV and the radio at the same time? I like to party. Uh, I'm sorry. I just I tried uh, it. Like I wa- I've watched it so many times when it's on cable. I just uh, I've watched it a thousand times and I love it more. Maybe time. it was just the NASCAR thing because I just wasn't in a NASCAR. I just. Uh, uh. And then him, like there's, like there's parts, like the whole thing about, oh, is that the, the little French pancake, the little thin pancake? I love those things. And then he's like, I'm gonna, you're not gonna break my arm, I'm gonna sip a beer, like, like that's a good. Cracking a couple, it like cracking the Liberty Bell. There's a couple good scenes, but overall, like, oh, I hate you. I didn't like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, these are movies where I like really thought they like could have been good and had some things, but I just, I didn't like it. I'm All sorry. Right. Well, my number four is gonna stir up the crowd. Remember the Titans. Yeah, probably. God. I, I just don't... Uh, at the time, I liked it. I liked it at the time. Denzel does a great job. But, like, I can't rewatch it. It's too corny. That little girl needs to just stop. You're six. No one needs to listen to you when your dad's trying to coach football. Jordan, Get out of the way. Me. I don't I, care. I was in the dugout keeping score and, like, 
talking trash to the people on your team. That little girl I don't was care. me. I, I, I don't care. It, it, that is annoying. Strong side, left side. Strong, shut up. And it's like, oh, well, let's wow. solve racism with football. Yay. Like, okay, I applaud them for trying, but like, that's kind of laughable in today's context. At the time, I applaud, I applaud them for their for that time and place. But like, it's just so freaking, like, I. It's just corny. It's like these hallowed these hallowed grounds what are you talking you're in a cemetery just run your laps and go play football i i don't know I, man I that not, 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 man oh my god that's like one of my top two favorite movies but it also it's, came out it's when amazing. i was very and plus, young they just use the most cliched songs sunshine like, no oh the the soundtrack's probably one of the best parts of it uh you're but the why worst. what's that have to do with football i whatever that movie that movie i can't it, it, I, I liked it at the time i can't rewatch it that movie sprung board the careers of wood harris and ryan hurst man julius campbell and gary bertier <sighs> okay and ryan uh, Ryan Gosling was in there too. Ryan, that's right, man. Gosling wasn't that as the cornerback who just wasn't good enough to play anymore. Well, no, Sunshine. No, no. Sunshine was not Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling was. Uh, oh, you said cornerback. No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just quoting the Sunshine. I just gotta know Sunshine. Like you're not really. If it doesn't matter, Petey, why does? Oh God, what a great seat, man! Your 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 first three suck, yeah. dude. You're the worst. Yeah. No, I, that was my. Uh, you you all suck. Anyway, you're just man, What's your three? I thought Talladega Nights was a stretch, but you're... I'm really, really going to make people angry because I'm pretty sure this movie is, like, award-winning and renowned. Um, but the ending just is what does it for me. Million Dollar Baby. I, I, yeah, fair enough. I haven't seen it. I've only seen it once. I, I don't like What's your issue as it? an actress, personally. So that was Hillary already Swank. one checkmark. And then, I mean... It, uh, Jordan, I'm just gonna tell you, she loses and gets sucker punched and paralyzed. Like, spoiler alert, it's been out for 20 years. If you haven't cool. seen it, I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, he hates he hates female sports to begin with. So absolutely, he's not watch what doesn't everyone? Did you hear the intro where I just talked up my sister for scoring 1,200 career points? Any hoodles? Yeah. I was at every game her senior year. What was that? Just pulling the plug at the end? Is that what did it for you? Just the whole thing, like, why did she get sucker punched? I don't know. Whatever. Well, because that wasn't that the thing, like, the he didn't want her to fight that fighter because she was, like, a prostitute and, like, a scumbag, so he was worried to begin with. <laughs> I think, no, I'm serious. I think that was, like, the point. Like, Clint but, Eastwood yeah, was worried about putting her in there because, like, just, she was... You yeah. went through all that, and that's how we're going to... I mean, geez, it's just depressing. Anyway, all right, yeah. well, interesting. I can't argue. Drew, I can't what's argue your number three, Drew? I like this. I, I, I like that so far we don't have any, again, those movies that I rattled off at the beginning that, like... You know, I don't think yeah, anyone expected it anyway. My top two uh, might go there, but yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, number three, D3, The Mighty Ducks. Wow. That's on there. Uh, yeah, man, I told you. I, we, I respect it, but wow. We talked We talked about that on uh, on the uh, you know plot holes, uh, grind my gear, stir up the crowd segment that we did. Like, I just, I don't like it. Uh, I, I, my biggest beef is that uh, Charlie Conway basically monstarred uh, Adam, or, oh no, he monstarred uh, Jesse, stole his talents, and that's why Jesse's not in the movie, and he basically became Adam Banks in this, like, cocky good player out of nowhere. Um, it made no sense to me. It was terrible. Bombay's not there, so it was dumb, and he was kind of the whole lore. Uh, I still are, me, me, me and Jordan were arguing the other day about, 
whether or not it made sense that like this this team was together for these three movies. I argue that that you know it's very plausible that you know eighty percent of the team all lives in the same like district, so why wouldn't they go to the same school? But anyway, I can understand I, the sentiment, but I'm a big uh, Mighty Ducks person. Also, I'm pretty sure Disney Plus is coming out with a Mighty Ducks series that has. Um, oh yeah, thanks. So. Oh Express. yeah, they just had to, they just released the uh, trailer. Yeah. It's uh, it's Bombay and the the mom from Gilmore Girls. I think oh, okay. is. Is whatever, but yeah, and then even and then and then they even tried to pull the wool over your eyes. And Gunner, Gunner Stahl was the goalie for the Eden Hall varsity team. Like they couldn't even get a new actor to play a, <laughs> to play one of the bad guys. They had to just bring Gunner Stahl in. No one else can play hockey. Yeah. Ugh. Terrible. Um, all right, my number three. I don't think I'm gonna get a lot of. I'm gonna get a lot of slack for this. Um, going a little bit off road here, but Nacho Libre. Um, oh you know, wow. Jack Black playing the, uh, you know, the, um, oh, what, are they, uh, what do they call those? Uh, Mexican, Mexican wrestlers. wrestlers. The luchadors. Yeah, what do they call them? Luchador. Luchador. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I just had such, uh, Jack Black was at a high in his career, and I, w- I had such expectations. Uh, I never just, liked w- him. It was, it Same just Drew. was not good. What's that? I, I'm not a Jack Black person either. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never liked him. I remember when everybody was pumped School over. School of um, Rock. Ugh. Yeah, that and yeah. the other one. The other one with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, the holiday. Um, Shallow Hal. Like everybody got all worked up. Like I watched. I was like, yeah, this movie sucks. Like <laughs> this movie's terrible. Anyway, outside, outside of was... outside of him calling Tim, uh, who's the who's the motivational speaker guy? Is it Tim Rob Tim Rollins or Robbins? Tim Robbins? Or, or yeah, that guy. Him calling him banana hands. That was the only funny part of that movie. But sorry, go ahead, Jordan. No, Nacho, no Libre. Nacho Libre was not good. It was a disappointment. Um, I saw it in theaters, and that so that sucked. But, oh, well. Um, uh, Mia, number two. Yeah, mine's also a little uh, variation of probably traditional sports movie, but the movie Roll Bounce. With, oh, God, I've never, I've never um, even seen that. What is that? I have no idea what that is. and Nick Cannon, and they live in Chicago, <laughs> and they Love are, me some Nick Cannon. They, are roller, they love roller skating, and their roller skating rink gets closed, so they have to go to, like, the next one over and they like form a rivalry i mean i don't know oh who God. they thought the intended audience was for this uh so, just, did it start kevin bacon in the <laughs> 1980s like I, what just, like i don't even know if competitive roller skating is it i don't even think they were rollerblading like i think they were like on the four uh you know like in a square roller skates i, I don't know it was yeah yeah. Uh, speaking of Kevin Bacon, uh, one of his sports movies was it was it called The Air Up There, where he goes over to don't don't you say that's on your list. Oh no, but that was on a lot. It was of, in a lot of lists, which is insane. That, that's a great movie. That's, shenan- that's shenanigans. That that's is a great movie. That is Bushley. I couldn't uh, believe. That's, that's, I got a, I got a list of Bush. I got a list of Bushley movies that are on the list when we're done. But go ahead. Yeah, you're you're up to no, you're number two, bud. Oh, all right, number two. Like this would have been more than acceptable to put on the list, but I'm going Rocky Five. Uh, and it's what? just be- oh yeah, I'm going Rocky Five. It's because of the things the things we talked about before. Well, good, uh, good, good on you, dude. I, I just can't ever put a Rocky well. No, I told you because I I just can't accept the fact the whole premise of you know the the biggest American hero, the guy ended the Cold War. He avenged the death of the most beloved boxer of all time in Apollo Creed outside of himself, 
and this guy can't he can't book a, he can't book a friggin' Dove soap commercial. Like he can't like they're they're trying to say he can't get any money. Like he's like you know, because he was a loan shark like you know ten years ago. It was so dumb that you know from the start. Again, we talked about it. You know the whole reason why one of the main reasons why it was bad is because they made him rewrite it because he he originally wrote the movie for him to die at the end. And the the studio was like, yeah, we might want to kind of squeeze a couple more out of you, so you're gonna have to change this. So Stallone had to basically rewrite the movie in like three weeks. Um, the street fight's stupid at the end. Like, like I get it. We're just supposed to see that Rocky's like he's just a fighter regardless. He doesn't need to be in the ring. But it was dumb. The whole trying to make uh, what's his name be Don King was stupid. Uh, it, it was all dumb. Nothing, nothing redeemable about it. Um, you know, it was. Uh, it was it was just unfortunate, but again, the whole the biggest thing to me that his his financial advisor <laughs> told told the guy, yeah, you're, you can't you can't get any uh, any what do you call it um, endorsement deal, so you might as well just go back to your old house in Philadelphia and just call it a day. Yeah, I got you. Made um, no sense at all. No, that's good on you to pick it. Um, my number two was Rudy. Um, oh, nice. Yes. Um, oh, that like, was almost on my list. Go in. It's just, go, it's just, just go not, in. Let loose. It, it, like if you're if you're an obsessive Notre Dame fan and you just love them at all. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. I don't think go, no. Gove hates it too because Rudy actually came to Gove's high school like as an adult to be a motivational speaker and he was just a drunk rambling idiot and so I I don't think he likes it either and um. Like me, me and my like I, I honestly rewatched it this week just to make sure, and Sean Astin is insufferable for three fourths of the movie. Yeah, and and he's just which like, is usually oh, blasphemy to say, but yeah, yeah, exactly. But he's just like he, he so he like it just weasels his way like as as like uh, working as a maintenance person there and like find like busts his ass to get in there all that crap. Once he's finally on the team, it's not so bad. But like him getting onto the team is just insufferable. Like he like he shows up for work and instead of working, he's like giving like Newt Rockney speeches and stuff. And the only thing that made the only redeemable part of that movie, well, one was John Favreau as a side character, but um, Fortune, the the janitor slash maintenance person, yeah, uh, uh, he he kind of at least made it like watchable. But oh my gosh, it was. It's not good at all. Like the it's only yeah, so hard to watch. The only the only part of that movie I enjoy now is the fact that Vince Vaughn was the quarterback, and after he throws the touchdown when they're up by like you know four scores to get Rudy a chance to uh, come in on know, defense, come in on defense, play. yeah, and he just stops and goes, "That was for you." And the fact that that's Vince Vaughn is pretty hilarious. Yep. All right, Mia, you are number one. My number one is air bud and let me tell you why i wasn't going to put it on a list until i looked it up and saw that this movie made 28 million dollars that's amazing and i thought that's what i thought that's amazing good for them how did they accomplish this that movie is horrendous the concept is ridiculous I I don't understand, and then I thought, okay, maybe kids liked it. Yeah, maybe it was a kid thing. Then I realized I was seven when it came out. I hated it then. I thought it was stupid then, and I hate it now. It's stupid. I, it just I, 
it's just what was what, yeah. it. you think that was dumber than the uh the matt leblanc movie where the uh the the chip the, the chimp is playing Anything baseball where you're trying to make <laughs> i remember yeah. that one too there was the chimp playing baseball and uh, and hockey there was one too i didn't even know that what animal was playing hockey a chimp oh god oh yeah, lord it was lord, all bad oh, lord all right interesting <coughs> drew you're number one rudy it's on there nice. i've always hated nice. it that shit happens everywhere because it's like but because it's notre dame it's oh my god it's the greatest underdog story of all time well we all know the greatest underdog story of all time happened in philadelphia so let's all just relax i thought dodgeball was an underdog story what's that the movie Dodgeball, I'm pretty sure the tagline is an underdog that's, story. That's a good, good, that's a good, good call. call. Good, good call. call. Good call. Um, okay, my number one. I don't think this will stir up the crowd just because I don't think a lot of people have watched it. But if they have watched it, it might. Raging Bull. I hated that movie. Um, okay. It's uh, Al Pacino, right? And um, No, it's it's Robert De Niro. You sure you watched the oh, right De, movie? Oh, no, De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. I, I conflated the it's two. De Niro yeah, and De Niro. Pesci. Yeah, I hated it. Like, it. The main character was uh, was not redeemable whatsoever, which I think was supposed to be the point of the movie that like it's toxic masculinity and like this person's a fighter and you can't just turn that. At least this person. So I don't know if the theory was that like nobody can turn it off and they bring this violence home with them and they're just a shitty person. If that's the case, no, that's not correct. So you're just being an arrogant jerk thinking that that nobody can do that. Or two, if that is the case that it's just this person who can't do that, well then the, then you're um it's just an anti-hero that's just annoying. It's like I don't just want to watch a movie about just a crappy person who can't differentiate between their boxing career and their at home life. And, and like, the, and like some, you would think that they'd at least do it nuanced so that you'd like feel some kind of like tug of redemption for this person. And they just don't. And, and, and I, the whole time I just, I, I, it just annoyed the crap out of me. I, and it's like so well regarded, and I'm like, there's there's nothing to enjoy in this movie. I just didn't like it. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there were so many honorable, or if you want to call them dishonorable mentions that I could have said, but yeah. You, you if you want to mention your dishonorable mentions, go ahead. Uh, the bench warmers. Terrible. I like that movie. Uh, like Mike. Terrible. Awful. The movie Just Right with Queen Latifah. Oh, also bad. Terrible. Yeah. That's all. Those were my three additionals. Oh, I got I got some that I was not happy. I have some that was while we're on some of these lists that I was not happy with. You you have any honorable mention? Ah, honorable mentions before I go, Joe? No, I'm done. Uh. Over the Top was on that list, which is ridiculous. It's the greatest arm wrestling movie of all time. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Dude, it's, it is delicious. You need to watch that. Uh, Stallone just turns his, hat, or turns his hat backwards and flips the switch. Um, uh, well, maybe I, I have seen that. I, I, I assume this is a rom-com, but uh, I, I like the movie Fever Pitch. I enjoy it. I think it's terrible. I oh, I like it, man. And I don't even like Drew Barrymore, but... I dug it. I like what's the what's the main guy's name in Freddy that? Freddie Prince Jr. 
No, he's the talk show host now. Um, the main Fever guy pitch? is Freddie Prince Jr. No, that's Summer Catch, which I also have on my list of movies I could actually rewatch. But uh, no, Fever yeah. Pitch. Oh, Jimmy Fallon was in Fever Pitch. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah, that's the Fever Pitch is the Red Sox one. Um, I like that. I think it's I it's on Showtime all the time, and I always watch it. I think it's good. Uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance. I don't know why so many people like shit on this movie. Oh, like man. you got Will Smith and Matt Damon. <laughs> Outside of the fact that maybe you could say like it, you know. Was was Will Smith even a real? Was Bagger Vance a real person, like, or just a ghost? Like, okay, who cares? Like, that was like maybe ten seconds of the movie at the end. I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think people just thought it was boring. I I guess I don't know. I dug it. Uh, and Little Big League. How is Little Big League? Oh, I mean, talk, great movie. Talk about soundtrack montages in like early '90s sports movies. Like Run Around Sue. Was that song ever been used better than that movie? That's horse shit. I couldn't believe that was on the list. I was yeah. not. I, I was not. That was on the other day, and I was watching a, a, a part. It was where he was going in the game to take out the big, the big burly reliever who didn't like to get taken out. Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Ah, uh, dude, so good. Such a good flick. That was probably. I probably hated Ken Griffey Jr. for like two years because he robbed them of winning the. Uh, I uh, always loved Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, but of making the pennant. Anyway, all right. Well, well, Mia. Thanks for coming on. You see where where things can't get done, and and uh, you know, you always another one of our criticisms that we last are, the, they go too long. But hour and forty seven, hour and forty eight minutes in. She, I hope you see how, how this happens now. But um, I do. That's why we timestamp them. Uh, yes. If I, whatever. Yeah, I understand. It's great. I enjoyed myself. Good. Thanks for coming on. Um. I'm hoping there's not too much echo here. Uh, I'm really worried about it, but I'm hoping nah, that it's it gonna be comes. it's gonna be great. If there is echo, I'm sorry, everyone. We're not reshooting it, so you'll just have to bear with us. Um, on that note, Drew, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>